My father, Rodney Gedai, died on the tropical island of Trinidad in April 2003, dying of cancer. He left behind two old cats, a small internet cafe, and a once beautiful yacht called Kra. Having cruised up and down the Caribbean for many years, multicultural Trinidad, with its often strikingly beautiful mix of African, Asian, and Europe ancestry, had become his hurricane season bolt hole, somewhere the long lost sailor had finally called home. I had the chance to visit him shortly before he died, and flew out again from England a month or so later for his cremation. Sitting in the land bound yacht's decaying cockpit after the ceremony, alone save for the occasional cockroach rash enough to venture out before dark, perhaps seeking relief from the relentless heat and humidity before meeting me and wishing it hadn't, I realized something would have to be done with the boat. Crow was in a depressing state. A collision with a ship in Puerto Rico four years previously had seriously damaged her starboard side, right hand looking forward, and she'd been out of the water since then, resting on props in a forgotten corner of a busy boatyard, a sad and dilapidated dwelling slowly succumbing to the ravages of the tropics. Despite knowing little about boats, I'd always appreciated Kra. She's what I've heard sailors call a proper yacht, designed with one eye to aesthetics and the other to the wide blue yonder. Built for strength as well as looks, she's sturdy but graceful. Her cutaway clipper bow, teak deck, full keel, and functional pilot house are all based on long tradition. Once a proud and elegant vessel, she was now in desperate need of love and care. Was I the man to rescue her? The answer was obvious. I didn't have a clue. I don't doubt that my desire to prevent Kra dying was partly driven by a wish to cling to something of my father's that I didn't want to lose. But even without my father's inseparable association, I felt that saving Kra just for her own sake was a mission worth attempting. Having said all that, I must confess to a reluctance to say farewell to Trinidad, with its wild equatorial beauty and warm and friendly people. During my short stays on the island, I'd liked what I'd discovered. It would be nice to have an excuse to revisit with my own family and a chance to stay a while longer. A few days later, as the airliner gathered height at the start of the long haul back to England, I gazed down at the seascape passing below, at the jungle covered islands with their endless sandy beaches, at the shallow coral outcrops clearly visible under a pale crystal sea, and, just occasionally, the white flash of a cruising yacht's sails, with a telltale line of wake running at her stern. What must it be like living on a yacht sailing endlessly around paradise? It's a lifestyle I'd long imagined. Maybe, I thought then, if I played my cards right and got lucky, I might get the opportunity to experience the reality. I knew I wouldn't get another chance. As the aircraft gained altitude and the Caribbean finally faded beneath cloud, I fell asleep already dreaming. Several obstacles required overcoming before I would be in a position to return to Trinidad with something akin to a plan to get Kra back into the water for either sailing or selling, or ultimately, perhaps, to get her back to England. Before anything else, I had to talk to Debbie, my wife, into joining the adventure along with our two sons, Blake and Craig, aged twelve and four respectively. I baited the hook of my probable midlife crisis 
with the idea of living the tropical cruising dream. We've got nothing to lose. Our lives are in a rut, I almost pleaded. It's time for a change, a brave move. It'll be great for the boys. Just imagine it, a year in the tropics. I was prepared to beg if necessary, but Debbie surprised me by agreeing after just a moment's hesitation, understanding my desperate need to prove myself that I was capable of doing more than just working as a part-time seaside bartender, my job for the last five years, since turning a disillusioned back on seventeen years as a struggling commercial photographer. Hun, if that's what you want to do, you know I'll back you, Debs replied, stating what was to her the obvious.